Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the I'll Try That podcast. I'm joined this week by Barber and Drabbers. Hello. And we're taking a trip to Catalonia in Spain to taste one of the oldest Spanish beers, Estrella Dam. But first, Rich, you've got a bit of a hot topic for us. Yeah, I've got a hot topic. So this was, I was doing a bit of research into what I could bring to the podcast. And this is probably the most up-to-date bit of hot topic news because it only got dropped 23 minutes ago online. Coming to you live. <laughs> he goes live at the scene, Richard Trabwell. I'll tell you what, I wish I was live at the scene of this one, though. So I'll give you, I'll give you, the, I'll give you the news title. So it's Hawaii Stream That Smells Like Beer... Found to have 1.2% ABV. Behave yourself. <laughs> there's a street. There's a, there's a beer stream in Hawaii. There's a beer stream, right, in Hawaii. Right, get me on a flight. I I'm not too sure what kind of beer it is, but I'm assuming heavily watered down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um. Well, hang on. Well, how does this, how does how does this happen? You can't just. It's not you know someone had a, an illegal supply and and they had to get rid of it at the last minute and just dumped it in the water. What um, how did this come about? So it was a hiker um, was out on a was out was out on a hike. Surprise, That's surprise! Um, and he, as you do, and he stumbled across a stream that stunk or smelt particularly strongly of beer. Um, he then went and reported it to the authorities, and they did a they did a test on it, um, and it turns out that it had one point two percent ABV, so alcoholic water, okay. in essence, running running down this stream. Um, but it turns out it was coming from a storm pipe. Um, and there had been a pipe breakage at the Paradise Beverages um, in one of the warehouses and liquor and beer warehouse on the other side of the nearby highway. And basically that had been being pumped through this crack into the storm drain, which then had been fed into this river, which then gave it... Um, that, that that then gave us an alcoholic river. Oh dear. So I, I I can't help myself but but chuckle at it a little bit. That does actually sound like quite a bad ecological um, situation, really, doesn't yeah, it? That sounds like pollution at its highest cause. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was hoping that then yeah. it might have been something more miraculous and wonderful. I don't know enough about the water cycle, but just that in Hawaii they might have like beer rain clouds and it rains beer or something like that. <laughs> that's well, they the say Hawaii be. is a magical place. Indeed, definitely. And, but um, <laughs> so. Yeah, so it was a bit of a mix of of things. Then it was it was beer and spirits and and all sorts. So like yeah, quite, quite a potent cocktail. bit of everything. I guess it means. It- God, I, I imagine that brewery or that just whoever's making that that leak leak that pollution is probably going to get a hefty fine, perhaps for uh, ecological damage. I thought so, because that's also got to be. Um, I don't know how big the the stream was but you imagine it's gonna to have to be quite a lot to get it up to 1.2 percent abv oh yeah do you reckon do you reckon there were loads of drunk animals well i mean it's gonna do some serious damage to the environment i don't know what the full ripple effects of, of that would be but i mean i'd like to think that i mean you hear these stories of of you know certain animals like boars and uh you know kind of eating you know fermenting apples and you know they get quite drunk off that and use hilarious anecdotes of them tottering around and things like that you don't you obviously nothing too serious you want to have happen but you know it'd be quite funny to see a a a drunk boar out of its own natural means you know eating fermented fruit (laughs) i can't i don't know why i I can't think of now any like native animals to hawaii as well but a a boar seems like a uh, like a potential uh thing i'm I'm imagining sort of birds of paradise as well there yeah maybe maybe they have great parrots you know the ones that talk the really really clever ones and maybe when they get drunk they become really abusive (laughs) (laughs) oh they could they could be those or they could be ones that go the other way i love you mate (laughs) (laughs) 
You're the prettiest parrot I have I've ever seen. Oh, there's just a sad influence. Start getting really deep and yeah, just over or, or just parrots that compliment you more. Yeah. <laughs> Parrot, parrots finding parrots attractive that they wouldn't normally find attractive. <laughs> yeah, they call him a, a two-beer parrot. <laughs> oh, come on, it'd be a two-can, <laughs> Oh, yes! That's joke of the episode. Um, I'm glad, I'm glad we got that in early. I like but it. on a slight side tangent to this, you know... Uh, so you said that the, the hiker... Uh, there was a hiker who found this this thing to have happened, Right. Now, I never really trust, you know, hikers, runners, because they're always the people that find these things, like, you know, beer, the bodies, you know, it's yeah. always this, you know, it's always yeah. these people. I think that's fair. Come on, mate, what have you really been up to? Yeah. Also, as a hiker, you'd be like, wow, I found the magical beer stream. Yeah. And you'd just be like, I'm not telling anybody and I'm going to capitalise on this. Either that or I'm going to float out there the possibility that the first person to walk up to him was actually just quite gullible. As Joe suggests, maybe he was like burying something, hiding some evidence or whatever. And this guy comes up (laughs) and says, what are you up to? And he was like, "Uh, look over there. It's a stream that tastes of beer. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I have to say like the, the, the elephant in the room, it couldn't taste very nice, this beer this yeah. beer stream like it, it, from what you've described Rabs it's, it's from it's leaking from a warehouse who knows what's actually coming out it's probably not like pure form you know the specific beer it's probably a combination of different beers maybe even spirits and then pol- polluting and going into a storm drain that doesn't scream mmm bottle it I can't wait to try this <laughs> this beer from the stream <laughs> I'm not gonna lie I've probably drunk worse things <laughs> Yeah, we did that whole episode on Carling, didn't we? We've all been to uni. Yeah. Did you just say we did that whole episode on Carling? Yeah. Um, But I'm I'm sorry, Carling, you get a lot of stick from me and, and... Yeah. Well, hopefully now they've identified the source, they can they can stem the um, they can stem it and 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 get the ecosystem back up on on track because you know there's nothing more than we all want is to Hawaii to stay Hawaii and not be have any more you know impacts by humans than it already has done no I just I just found myself at the end of that section saying damn and that's almost a graceful segue into our pursuit of happiness isn't <laughs> that's it? right that's right so as Barbara eloquently and smoothly transitioned us into we're going to be talking about Estrella Dam that comes from Catalonia, or specifically Barcelona in Spain. <laughs> that's, that's Barcelona for the rest of the listeners. No, no, it's ba- ba- Barcelona. You have to pronounce it that way. I can't top that. That was, that was my Your accent of the day. So, yeah, we're, we're talking about Estrella, uh, Estrella Dam. Uh, as Joe said, it's brewed in Barcelona, which is definitely the better way to pronounce it like that. Um, and it's been in existence in 1876. Uh, this is gonna. I'm gonna absolutely butcher the man's name. When August Kunzenzam Dam founded his brewery in Barcelona. Yeah, but who who was his founding partner of this brewery? He founded the brewery with his wife Melanie. Melanie Dam. So they were actually fleeing the Franco-Prussian War at the time. So over 140 years ago, they took the journey down to the Mediterranean coast, where they selected to f- fulfill their dream of brewing beer. Now. 
how many other people have we talked about in recent years and in the past whose dream it was to brew beer? And this couple founded a brewery in Spain. Yeah, we don't hear, I mean, we've heard particularly like brothers doing it, but I can't remember a time when we've had had an occasion of a couple starting a brewery. Um, and it does tend to be a sort of male dominated career, uh, from, well, just anecdotally from what we've seen of a lot of other breweries we talk about. Well, definitely, especially at that time, 1876, you know, that's very male dominated patriarchal society. So, you know, perhaps off to Melanie for, you know, breaking the glass, the 1876 glass ceiling. So where did they go down to Barcelona from? Um, I guess Alsace in, Alsace. Um, oh, okay. in, in the so, French border with uh, with Prussia. With, at the time. So, uh, that, that's hence the yeah, uh, impact of the war, I suppose. So that's that's where the Dam part of Estrella comes from is is that is their family name of Dam. So it doesn't have any other meaning other than their family name. Can anyone has a guess as to what Estrella means? Uh, um, I really good, isn't it? I think I know, but I'm I think I'm really, I might be being really smart, but I might be really obvious. Isn't it Star? It is Star. Correct. Yeah. Ten I points to Gryffindor. <laughs> I, I'm definitely not a Gryffindor. I don't really know what, what. No, you're a Hufflepuff. If anything, I've seen one. Or <laughs> oh, just stop at you now. <laughs> <laughs> right. So sp- stars, as you can imagine, the the Star Dam as a as a clunky translation into English. So you're looking on the bottle. One of their their kind of key brand equities is a golden star that you can see. I've got the bottle here in my hand. You've got a a star on the neck in the front and centre, and you've got a star above the Estrella Dam wordmark as well. 1876 on, on either side. So, oh, that'll be the 140 years, I suppose. Does the star stand for any like thing with like so many other breweries we've seen where it's like the five ingredients equal the five points? It will definitely be about the five ingredients. Now, importantly, what are the five ingredients? Because they're very proud of their ingredients. Uh, and actually, it's four ingredients, I've said. Yeah. We should, I mean, we've done this so many times. If any, <laughs> we've done this so many times. If any of us forget it, that's like punishable by death. One of them's water. I know that much. Barley, malt, rice, and hops. That's it. And don't forget the yeast. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really work without yeast. I really thought you were going to say love that time. <laughs> probably, probably love has gone into this. Yeah. It is, and they've, and they've actually gone into a bit more detail about their yeast. So their yeast is another ingredient that makes them unique. I'm reading directly from their website now. And we have been using the same strain for many generations. If it were lost or damaged, then the taste of Estrella beer would change. And this is why we have three reserves of this yeast stored under the highest security in Barcelona, Valencia, and London. Oh, really? Oh, so they've got backups. So in case one, cool. one store of the yeast goes down. Now... I don't know if my, you know, my penchant for action films is anything to, you know, to lean me this way, but this sounds like the, the great setup for a heist. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we need to strike the yeast vaults in Barcelona, <laughs> Valencia, and London at the same time if we're going to get, if we're going to get then, the immortal. If anything, I know, I know which team. It'd be the team from Fast and Furious because Corona have set them up oh, for this. No, no, no. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. To steal the corona, to steal the corona's competitors. Yeah. No, no, it would be Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. They're taking a very different turn. Are we thinking a bit more sophisticated than the, than yeah, the yeah, Fast yeah. and Furious? Team. We're talking we're a, bit, a, bit, a, bit, a bit more George Clooney. Joe, can we, for, for, the, for the plot of this film, can we really spice it up by, being, by having the, um, the, the current, in our own fictional world of Australia, 
the the CEO there being one brother and the head of the heist team yeah. being yeah. his brother. Yeah. And then, oh, oh, action. <laughs> if I'm honest, if, 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 if who was sprung, sprung to mind, if there's going to be a beer heist, it has to be Johnny Vegas who's leading this. <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea a lot. And, and yeah. for those unclear on Johnny Vegas, he's a British comedian who's uh, well known for his uh, his antics on on, on BBC and, and uh, British panel shows. Um, usually, when he's a bit under the influence, but yeah, he's a national treasure in his own right. This, I'd this, say those, Johnny uh, Vegas. Those pings you just heard were Netflix hitting our uh, email inboxes. Really, <laughs> <laughs> um, we've digressed a little bit. Let's go back to Australia, Dan. I, sorry, I've been saying I've been trying to um, flatter myself by pretending I I can speak. Spanish, and I've been saying Australia rather than um, Estrella, but that's, um, I end up just sounding like I'm saying Australia and I'm slurring my words a little bit. Um, Australia, the, presumably the uh, they started out making Australia Dam for local Catalans in, in Barcelona, but um, I, I guess are they, I imagine considering the, the many places you can get one these days, that they have now got a different um, owner than, um, what's his name, August? August plan. So funny you mention that. Piecing this together, of course, when you start looking at like who owns Estrella Dam, you know they actually do sell off their their production, the brand to different countries. So here in the UK, it's actually under the Carlsberg Marston's uh, Brewery Company. So the new formulation of merger of of Carlsberg, uh, Carlsberg and and, um, and Marston's, but it still is. I get, you know, traditionally, it's still owned by the original company, which uh, who called Societad and Anonima. Are the people who brew Estrella Dam across the globe, and you know they they own Estrella Dam and they brew Estrella Levant as well. But you might have heard of Estrella Galicia, especially if you've been in Spain and you've you've, you've tried this. It's a it's more of a kind of a national drink, I think. Mm. And although it shares Estrella, the star part of the of the the name of this beer uh, with Estrella, it's got no, it's brewed by a completely different company. So that's sometimes you know a bit confusing yeah. about you know you see Estrella Galicia in a lot of places in like advertised a lot in Spain, but it's nothing to do with this um, Sociedad Anonima. So 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 talking about drinks that the that that Australia Dam and that they have underneath their name. Joe, you'll probably remember this from when we were working together in Spain. They do a drink called the Dam Lemon, which is their version mm, of a... Dan Limon. Dan, Dan Limon, which is their version of like a shandy. And it's probably the same. It's a little bit less alcohol than this, but it is quite possibly... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. My favourite alcoholic beverage that has ever graced... The earth is a damn lemon brewed by these guys, and it's just it's just it's basically it's, it's it's just cloudy lemonade with beer, but they do it so bloody well, it is out of this world. It's amazing. It's it's the only like shand through and through sh- through and through shandy drink that you know I can think of that that's popular that's so popular. Obviously, there are a lot of ready to drink and you know shandies in bottles in cans that are out there but Estrella Limon is or Dam Limon sorry is just it's one of the best out there Bob have you have you ever tried it never ever been across my I thought shandy is just what um, Sean Connery gets at the beach Um, (laughs) I've never ever heard of of Limon Dam um, but the testament here is enough to make me try it on uh, I tell you um, next time next time we're all together and not doing this over Skype I will attempt to get Dam Limon from somewhere because it is the greatest one of the greatest alcoholic beverages I've ever wow. drunk. I, I'm 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 moved by how, by your love for it. So it's got to be pretty good. So there are actually quite a few different beers that have been um, 
that kind of fall under the Estrella Dam or the Dam uh, brand, I guess, that they refer to it. So there's, there's obviously Estrella Dam. There's Inner Debt, which is a, you know, two different types of, of beer, which is kind of a barley malt and a wheat beer. So it's kind of a pale yellowish colour. Just to, just, to, just to go, I read a bit on the Inner Debt beer that it was brewed mm. by Michelin star chef. Ooh, and he brewed it for them. So, so he, he kind of did it off his own back, but then took it to Australia and was like, look, we've made this and it's really good. So it's a bit more of a, um, a, a gourmet beer, shall we say. And that's, that, that chef's name was uh, Ferran Adria, if I'm reading this correctly. And he's a prestigious yeah. Catalan chef. I didn't know it was um, Michelin no. star, though. That's oh, interesting. Ferran Adria, doesn't he? Yeah, um, some people might have seen him. I'm pretty sure he's uh, featured on, is it Chef's Table in, on, on Netflix? Um, and to say he's big time uh, is is doing doing big time a favour. I'll, um, <laughs> yeah, it's big time. <laughs> he's doing big time favour. <laughs> <laughs> We're Jamaican there. They're all going to be saying that next week. <laughs> Bob, are you just getting in the mood for our Red Stripe episode that's upcoming? Yeah. Oh, big time. Big time. Yeah. <laughs> Jamaican accent. Right. Right, let's get back to these different beers. Because there's quite a few on this list, so I'm going to rattle through these quite quickly. So we've got the next one. Uh, the Dora, which is a low gluten-free beer suitable for celiacs, they say. It was launched in 2006. The Voldam, which is a uh, it's a bitter hops in the brazier. It's kind of a bit more like it comes a bit later in the fermentation process. So it's, it's very bitter is how they characterize it. Freedam, which is their 0% alcoholic version like that one no, uh, that's good. you've got the Zybeka which is a mild and refreshing beer of dam already in the 1930s it's a litre bottles of the dam so this is sold in the big <laughs> the big litre bottles this specific beer um, we talked about that the Blob Dam which is a black beer uh, AK Dam, which is launched in 2001 to celebrate the 125th image, uh, anniversary and pay homage to our the founder there's an IPA called Dam Complot IPA uh, Malcorida, which is you know a combination of the uh, Ferran Albert Adria, so those famous um, those famous chefs that we just talked about before. So they've created another one about Lat- specifically around Latin cuisine, uh, which quite, sounds quite interesting. And of course, they talk about Dam Limon, which how many? But okay, I'm going to tell you, ask you this, guys. Uh, it's made of six parts: the Mediterranean beer, which is Australia Dam. Uh, Hops, malts, and rice, along with four parts of lemon and a touch of lime, apparently. So you could almost ah. make your own damn limon at home. Did you say rice? Yeah. yeah. Rice? Yeah. Yeah, we've heard rice being used in beer quite a lot. Actually, it's quite unusual to be used in a, in a Mediterranean-style beer. It's usually, I, I hear rice being used in um, uh, Southeast Asian mm. beers. Yeah. You know, a lot of, of rice-infused beers, like, you know, uh, we talked about the... Um, uh, asahi which has got rice yeah. in it as well yeah. the japanese favorite um well just total sidebar i just know lots of people um here in the western world um i just really weirdly in my personal life i've heard lots of people talk about how they don't know how to cook rice recently and i just think that's a dangerous component for a beer because no one knows how much water to put in <laughs> oh, are, you, are you asking us how to cook rice no i i'm very confident in my own abilities to cook rice but i keep hearing other people say they don't know how to keep going on this further tangent um, about rice, <laughs> obviously we know of cooking rice, you know, you put it in a pan. Strap yourselves a, in, a listeners. A certain amount of rice, put a certain amount of water in and kind of like, you know, 10, 15 minutes. I think it's 15 minutes, you stir it around, whatever. Yeah. And it gets quite sticky. He thinks, I, he I thinks, there's a rice amateur over here. But obviously you've got to look to countries where rice is such an important part of their their um 
of their meals and their diets. You know, you're thinking India, you're thinking Southeast Asia, specifically if you think about like Japan and Korea, where rice is such a huge, huge part of their diet. Have you guys ever had rice or, you know, from a rice cooker before? Yeah, I've not, not to my knowledge. Travis, you have? Yeah. And what was your, your yeah. thinking about these rice cookers? They're pretty cool, but I wouldn't have one. I wouldn't have need for one in my life because I don't cook enough rice. No. Or eat enough I think, rice. I think a huge piece of information is about to... No, I, to I mean, land. more, I was just saying how <laughs> unbelievably amazing the rice is every time oh, coming yeah. out of a rice cooker. And although, yeah, maybe I only eat rice, maybe I think maybe once a week, but, you know, guy, if you're yeah. at once a week, if you had a rice cooker, it's going to be spot on. I think, Drabbers, don't you do your rice in your air fryer? I do bloody love my air fryer. But I, no, I was, I was going to say, so so my my folks back home have a microwave rice cooker. So not, it, and you put water in the bottom and then rice in it and you microwave it. And that's the best rice I've had in England. Interesting. In so, England. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good Just point. remind the listeners to uh, tune into I'll Fry That, uh, the up and coming uh, rice podcast. <laughs> Where we talk anecdotally about how we can or can't cook stuff. <laughs> week one, week one, basmati. <laughs> Week two, jasmine rice. <laughs> Week three, uh, this joke hasn't got the legs I thought it did. Well, it's because you ran out of ice, rice ideas. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Long grain. Long grain rice. <laughs> right. Back to the beer. Uh, Rich, do you want to give us your first thoughts on the taste of, of this beer? So, yeah, when I, I was thinking back, when, when we said we were going to do Australia Dam, I remembered to back to when I first got it was back all the way in 2000 nine maybe when I did my first season abroad in Spain never tried it never seen it before anything like that and I remember going to the shop and it was everywhere absolutely everywhere and I remember getting it taking it back sticking it in the fridge chilling it and then drinking it that day after work and thinking wow I love this beer like it's 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 just a solid 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 drink it's full-bodied it feels a little bit um it feels a little bit heavier than most lagers and stuff you may get, sort of thing. But I put that down to just the way it's brewed and the way it's made. It's refreshing. I can drink a lot of it all day long. Um, I, I can't, I can't get enough of it. It's uh, <laughs> it's a damn good beer. See what you did there, Barbara. What's your, what's your take? Uh, I, I would pretty much echo those sentiments. Yeah, I enjoy it very much. Um, it's, uh, it's 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 premium lager, isn't it? So it's probably not. It's you know, it's not. Um, it's not a far cry from uh, Peroni, which we talked about recently as well. Um, it equally, I think, as I said about Peroni at the time, um, <clears throat> that it. I think I first had it when I was in. Okay, yeah, based in the UK, but like an Italian restaurant. Um, that they did it, and I think the first time I ever had Australia was in um, a, a sort of invitation tapas bar. I don't remember really liking the food. Um, yeah, I, I I think it is. It's got a little bit more going on than than your bog standard lagers. Very refreshing, uh, and you could very sip it for uh, very happily sip it for for an extended period. Really, yeah. I mean, um, I think for the fact that this is a pale lager, it's classed as a pale lager. I think it's probably one of the most full-bodied pale lagers, multi-pale mm. lagers that I've ever had. Um, the fact that it fits into this category of, of pale is is quite interesting as a lager. But I just to mirror your sentiments, chaps, it's uh, it's very it's very quaffable. It's um, it feels really nice when you're, you're taking it down. It's it's quite ambery. I think if you as an amber taste, yeah, yeah. You, know, you can probably already start to picture what that might be. Uh, it's got quite a lot of that malt malt barley comes through. 
you know, it's, it definitely doesn't kind of fade away quite quickly. It kind of stays and lingers around the, the, the palate a little bit more. Um, but I think just to kind of really summarize, I guess, why this, this beer has been so popular for so many years, you know, it's won over, you know, countless awards, you know, that, you know, I say countless just because I, I don't want to count this list, the full number <laughs> that I've got, but there is obviously a finite number of awards they've won and they know them. So it is countable, but I'm not doing it. You're saying it's, it's more than seven. <laughs> it's more than seven. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll give you the two, my two favourite ones from this. Um, so they've won a... Uh, so in 2015, they won the New York uh, International Beer Competition for the Spain Brewery Awards. They won that one outright. They were the best Spanish brewery, uh, according a beer, according to the New York International Beer Competition. They've won the Chicago World Beer Championships, the silver medal. Uh, you know, they've won the, the, the United Kingdom Great Taste Award, one star. Uh, in, and that was 2014. Now, their first award that they've got listed here is from 1904. Can anyone guess what this award was for? Sorry, they, they got an award in 1904. 1904. And if you can give me the... I'll, I'll make this easier because the pronunciation, I'm going to butcher this. But can you give me a city who first awarded Estrella Dam this award? This, this first award that I'm, I'm reading from 1904. Can you have a I'm guess? Barcelona would be too obvious. Yeah. Think about Belgium. other beer, great beer cities. Me, Munich. Okay. Yeah. I, music's closer. You're still going further east from Munich. Um, um, Prague. Oh, very close. I think you've gone too far. Oh. 1904. So what's like a good centre of, of, think about central Europe. What's a big power at the time in 1904? Vienna or Salzburg. You nailed it the first one. <laughs> Vienna. Yeah. Bam. There you go. So the first award that they've listed that they've won, 1904, was in Vienna. And it was the Internationale Ausstellung der Gesellschaft von Blauen Kreis. Nice. Nice. That's a... <laughs> I don't care how it's supposed to be said. That was way better. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope they pronounce it that way on the stage. <laughs> But yeah, so anyway, suffice to say, the taste itself is very interesting as a, as a pale lager goes. And I'm using quotation marks for pale lager, although it technically classes it. It doesn't taste like a pale lager that you'd expect to hear uh, or taste from the likes of Sol or, you know, other kind of, I guess, kind of like Latin inspired beers like Sol. It's definitely a more full bodied experience. Uh, and it's backed up by the amount of awards that they've won. Yeah, I feel validated in the opinion of it by buying yeah. won all these awards. I was, whilst we were talking about all of this, I... I've got I've got an anecdote that involves Estrella and it also involves Joe and it involves Simo and myself. Um, man, I feel I, it's, left it's, out. It's, yeah, sorry, sorry, man. Well, well, I think I think well, it's, by the sound of things, we we'll, might have different reactions yeah. to this then, Barbara, so, depending on what Rich <laughs> comes out with, because I'm a bit un- hesitant as to what he's about to come and say. I was there, Drabbers. I had the video camera. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is where me, Joe, and Simo went on holiday to La Fosca. Um, we, mm. we took a week-long holiday to Spain to have a wonderful time to go. Me and Joe used to work there. And we went over there to go and see some friends and have, and have a lovely time. And one day we decided we'd go to a place called Playa de Aro um, to, have mm-hmm. a, to, have a, to have a few drinks, shall we say, throughout, throughout the day. Um, and we were in our first bar, first, first place. And it was a place called Cactus Jack's. So a real authentic Spanish bar, you can tell. Um, and we're all sitting outside and they serve these big five litre towers of beer. And they've got like a cooling rod that goes down the middle of them and you've got a tap and you can pour your own beer, saves you going back and forth, back and forth to get there. And we're like, yes, 
Let's get one of these. And, and how much? How much does one of those towers cost? It was like euros twenty euros or something like that. It was pittance. Yeah. It, it worked out like twenty euros each, and you're going to get like six beers out of it. So yeah. the, the maths is is on yeah, point it was, for, it was, for why you'd get one of these towers. And so we got this big old tower, and we're like, yeah, we'll get one of those big old towers, sort of thing. So we're all sitting outside in this nice sun's beating down, sort of thing. We're all sitting there having a great old time. Bearing in mind, this is our first drink of the whole day. And it's probably about 11 o'clock, something like that. And we're all sitting there. And the woman comes over and she's got this big old tower. She's carrying it over, carrying it over. She then drops this tower full of Estrella Dam. And it kind of hits the deck, bounces up. And Simo's sitting by it. And five (laughs) litres of Estrella just goes, boom, (laughs) all over Simo. And he's so disrespectful thinking of beer. We've just, we're, yeah, we're nowhere near our hotel. We're nowhere near anything. And Simo's sitting there. And then the woman just picks it up and walks away and doesn't say a word. <laughs> and Simo, and then, and then comes back, puts, Phil clearly fills it back up, puts the thing down and walks off, but doesn't acknowledge that she's covered Simo in beer. <laughs> Hard luck, mate. Yeah. I was. It was honestly such rotten luck. Any one yeah. of us could have been sitting in that exact seat. It just happened to be Simo. And yeah, to Richard's point, we were quite a long way away from the hotel. We'd specifically gone to play the hour, taken cabs to get there. All this stuff. So he then spent the rest of the day just drying out in the sun, but stinking of beer. <laughs> it was a whole day yeah. planned. Like we, it wasn't going. We weren't going home. Until late I'm in the evening. I think it's less and less of a coincidence that Simo is not on this particular recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he he got he got yeah. the raw end of the stick with that one. Raw, raw end of the uh, of the Estrella Dam, you know, tower of that one. But either way, it didn't. You know, I think the the, the Estrella it didn't dampen no, his yeah. mood. It's one yeah. better word. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and he took yeah. it on the chin. It was good. But going back to like I guess being in Catalonia or being in Spain, it's uh, in the Barcelona region itself. It feels like Estrella Dam sponsors the entirety of Catalonia. Like you can't go anywhere without seeing their branding in ev- like on absolutely everything. It's like you walk into uh, you know in, into the into Catalonia. You get off the off your flight in uh, in the Costa Brava or Barcelona, wherever you're going in, in the Catalonia area, and you just are like, okay, Estrella Dam is what I need to be yeah. purchasing and sipping whilst I'm here. It's the local drink. Yeah, I know it's just uh, one other thing. I mean, I know we're, we're probably, um, before we finish off, we'll always do the, the, the numbers for Instagram and, and Twitter. They've got a lot of media for people to engage with as well. Have you seen their, their films they've put together? No, tell us. Yeah, I'd, I'd spotted one before. I think they must have used it on their sort of TV advertising here in the UK. There was um, just a little short film with uh, Peter Dinklage of, of Game of Thrones oh, fame. Oh, yeah. Um, just, just, you know, pair of aviators on, driving a muscle car, um, what it was about I'm not entirely sure because I think a lot of these films are, are pretty arty uh, I mean <clears throat> Barcelona is the city of, of, of Gaudi isn't it so um, there, some of it will be a little bit of that uh, made that high art feel um, but there's all sorts um, there's uh, yeah, there's there's uh, one entitled Lovers, um, and there seems to be a bit of a vibe around um, diving, and, and um, I think uh, Joe, you said when you got on the website, there was um, uh, an awful lot of stuff about squid, octopuses, <laughs> 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 um, and all sorts. But that's sort of out there. 
you know, presumably that's not just saying to people, come and buy our beer, come and come and watch these sort of creative partnerships we're, we're uh, putting together. It's interesting, isn't it? Because when you get on their website, it feels quite Peroni-esque in that they're selling a, the lifestyle of, you know, the region rather than the beer itself. And you have to kind of dig through the, you know, the, the as you say, the kind of the microbiological, uh, you know, like... If, images i mean instagram is just it looks like you're just looking at the national geographic website on instagram like it's just all these photos of, of marine biology and you know it's not actually you can't really see a bottle of, of beer until much later down in the um the the um the, the page but i guess to kind of really round this off about how Estrella dam is this beer producing juggernaut um you know, they refer to the fact that their beer is, you know, is, has spent one week in fermentation tanks and two in aging tanks. And that's how they, they say they guarantee a perfect result. They've invested very heavily in the bottling technology to combat what they refer to uh, the great enemies of a beer taste, which is oxidige- oxi- oxidation and microbiological contamination. And they've invested heavily in the bottle itself. Now, Barbara, did you want to talk a bit about the bottle itself? Oh, yeah. This was about is, the, the change to your in the... Um, they've got the changing... Um, they've changed the bottle, the glass in particular. If you look, it had it previously been. It's still the sort of iconic brown. Um, but basically, it's almost as if they'd they've dialed up the opaqueness, for want of a better word. It used to be quite clear. And it's because of how um, uh, significant, I suppose, the impact of... Um, harmful at all that light can can be um if you shine through um yeah well it's 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 that light light sunshine like rays basically light rays change the consistent the the, the, con, the what's inside these bottles so they've increased the darkness of these bottles by 30 percent, haven't they to protect against these harmful lights yeah and indeed i mean i was almost going to say actually that sort of lighter clearer bottle and you can sort of see the light shining through um, it kind of does look quite appealing, but again, that's that's you've got to bear in mind that's a very superficial thing, and they're they're doing it to preserve the, the exactly. The and also, it speaks it. to we, we've said how this is an amber lager, but it's quite a multi amber lager. So actually, the darker color of the bottle makes you it kind of reinforces that proposition that it's a it's a more full body yeah. multi um, beer. So. Instagram, I'm looking at their Estrella Dam um, Instagram. They have 221k followers. Nice. Again, this is follow these guys if you want to see a load of Mediterranean marine biology. It's all about, it's got whales and boats and <laughs> nothing to do with beer that I could see. Um, and then Estrella Dam UK on Twitter has 13.4k followers as well. Now that has a bit more about, uh, you know, arts and crafts and uh, drinking Estrella and, and, and the beer itself, but definitely pairing it with Mediterranean. Mediterranean food as well. All in all, to sum it up, if you're looking for a the Mediter- what we, they refer to themselves as the Mediterranean beer, and you're looking for a uh, you know a more full-bodied lager experience, then you definitely have to be trying Estrella Dam. And if you get your hands on it, damn lemon, damn lemon, lemon. And that's all we have time for in this week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast. And so from me, Joe, Rich, Barber, and Simo, goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, I'll try that podcast.com, and watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now. <laughs>